Welcome to the Journal of Biophilic Design podcast. Many thanks for joining us on the Journal of Biophilic Design today. We are excited to be joined by Nick Hounsfield. He's founder and chief visionary officer at The Wave in Bristol. And The Wave is an inland surfing destination. <laughs> so he's going to tell us about that in a minute. Um, and obviously this ties in with our Blue Mind edition of the Journal of Biophilic Design, which if you've already got a copy, thank you very much. Um, it's actually issue six of our journal series. I'm holding it up here for those of you who are looking at this on YouTube or on our website, journalofbiophilicdesign.com. Um, the issue has over 200 pages and is out to buy now on our website as an ebook for $4.99 or as an eco-friendly printed tactile copy. And it's basically connect how we connect with Blue Mind, Water, Sea, River Connected Experience for um, for, for us all. So anyway, um, enough of me, <laughs> enough of the Blue Mind journal plug. Uh, Nick, many thanks for joining us today. Uh, pleasure. Thank you for having me. Brilliant. Um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, please? Um, maybe something about your sort of water connection journey, if that's OK. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been connected to water since... Um, uh, since day one and then and then um probably from about sort of four or five years old i just realized that it's the place that i love the most um like a lot of people um you know it's the it's the place where i feel happiest most relaxed um it's something that uh you know was very much um brought into the sort of water environment by my dad who was a sailor and um surfer and swimmer um and fisherman and so it's just something that um, I've done since a very, very early age. Um, and, um, and I guess sort of through growing up, um, I guess all the sort of major moments of my life uh, tend to be around water or my way of dealing with um, big events that may be fairly stressful is to go back to the water and use that kind of connection to the water to to heal a bit as well so um so yeah it's it's a massive part of my life um without a doubt um and, and my actual background before um doing the wave was um in healthcare and um really trying to understand the connection of people's health and well-being to to nature and how important nature is for part of a cure for a lot of ill ill health that we see in society at the moment mm, yeah so you said so you was working in healthcare. So obviously you saw quite a bit of different ailments and sort of people's stresses and yeah, and most most of it was um, I guess a, a few connection issues really connection connecting with other people. There are a lot of people that I was treating day in day out were were basically lonely um, uh, and they didn't have a, a great connection to to other people and to society. Uh, and then a, also noticed there was a real lack of connection to the natural environment. So uh, right right back when I started to sort of devise what what the sort of vision of the wave would be, it was a time where we had quite a few um, sort of uh, writing going on in, in Bristol. And I think there was some in Manchester and London at that time. Um, that was in sort of 2009. And you could see, you could see that um, uh, particularly my elderly patients that I was treating at that time, they were just they were just staying inside because for some reason, you know, they were probably reading Daily Mail and listening to um, to press and go, right, I don't, you know, I mustn't go out of my door because because I'm going to get mugged any time now. And and what I'm seeing is that, that that lack of connecting with other people and being not connecting to outdoors and exercise 
that was really yeah not not great for their physical well-being as well as their mental well-being so i was just starting to devise like how can we start to break down those barriers either perceived or actual barriers for people accessing blue and green spaces and being able to have that connection to the natural environment as well as um other people and and, and other people people in society i think um the more i'm sort of doing this sort of exploring things about biophilic design the more you know it seems so um unreal almost that we we have lost that connection and it's like where, where did it go wrong it seems like it was the industrial revolution and that we've all been shut inside and things because everybody used to be outside they'd be on their doorsteps they'd be talking and chatting and um and gathering fruit and and it was more of a we knew where our food came from and it just seems like um we've we've lost that and with that we've got all these mental health issues and as you say this sort of social divide and you know the struggles as well i mean that's the reason i've set this up in the first place because i've realized my, my mum's connection to nature had been sort of taken away when she was in in a healthcare environment and, mm. and i wanted to bring that back so um can you can you tell us about um you know what what your vision was for the wave and and sort of how that came about and sort of what happened please yeah i guess it was it was trying to like wanting to have an impact on on people's health and well-being i was thinking right i need to do something more at scale and also to to reach out to people who don't necessarily have access to uh, what at that time was a sort of private healthcare system um and i was doing a bit of work with the nhs but mainly it was through private so it was only only for people who could afford um to be treated so i was like right how can we democratize this how can we make it more accessible for more people so i was thinking well do i build a bigger clinic and try to kind of do more nhs work it's like no, that's not really i'm still it feels like i'm just engine wiping i'm not i'm not you know not getting into the mechanics the real sort of core fundamental reasons why people are getting unhappy and unhealthy so it's like well okay so it has to be it's got to be something outside it's got to be outside but also we've got sort of um, the climate that we've got in the UK is like trying to make a space that's accessible, that brings together the outdoor space, but equally, you know, on on rainy days and winter days, that also creating a space internally that would also um, kind of match match the sort of natural vibe that you would get outside, um, but equally making it warm and comfortable and uh, you know uh, acceptable for people for you know who may may not ever think about going and going outside or um visiting a, a brand new place and making sure it's accessible for people as well you know people who've got disabilities so like trying to make sure that i could understand the barriers for access to green and blue space and then immediately then right how do we break down those barriers we have to break break down those barriers through design through great landscaping um, through um, and then a, through a really good business model, which absolutely needs to um, uh, make sure it's profitable, so that we've got that sort of economic sustainability. But make sure that we're we're making sure that we're bringing in people who would never have access to these kind of spaces, and also make sure that we're not doing um, any sort of um, making any um, destruction of of you know the planet and and the local. You know ecology in the area so how can we put something back into that space um that maybe um um yeah just improves improves 
um, the planet and the people who are hopefully would be coming to visit us. So that was a sort of the premise of 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 the design, I guess, from from day one is is a sort of triple bottom line sustainable structure of, as a business, and then and then all of that that thinking is wrapped around the physical space as well. Um, so that was that was the sort of initial start. And I've been you know I've been surfing for like 46 years and and the original vision was about probably creating a water environment so like trying to find a lake or a river or some kind of water frontage and then build this like amazing space around it but actually um as luck as luck would have it i just was on youtube one day and and it was the day that they released this new technology that could make perfect surfing waves um and that was like complete eureka moment where i went oh my goodness, like literally lifting a slice of the ocean and nestling it into this countryside. How cool would that be? Um, and, um, and you know, roll forwards 10 years and yeah, we managed to build it and, and, um, and yeah, and deliver exactly what we were wanting to deliver in terms of getting people, creating access for the sort of blue and green spaces for people of all ages, all backgrounds and ability. So yeah, it's... Um, yeah, super proud to have done it, but that's that's you know deeply embedded right at the beginning was a very clear purpose and a very clear mandate in terms of how we were going to deliver this as a business. Yeah, it sounds it sounds fantastic. And can you can you um sort of maybe describe what what happens there really? You know what the wave is um for those. Mm -hmm. Maybe I should have said that first. I should have done <laughs> <it> first. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I would say just imagine a huge slice of the ocean, almost like if you imagine like a really amazing cove down by the beach. It's like taking that slice, like a cake slice of ocean and lifting it up and dropping it right in the middle of the field. So uh, what, what we've got is absolutely perfect surfing waves. Um, and like you do, you get at the beach, you've got sort of bigger waves that are uh, um, breaking in you know, further out for people who are um, sort of more competent. And then you've got really nice white water um, uh, waves on the inside for people who just want to splash and play around or bodyboard or, or what have you. So it is just like a slice of the ocean. But what's beautiful about that is um, it's all completely controlled. We can change it um, one minute to the next, uh, depending on people's abilities. Uh, it's a big stop button that we can press if anything happens and we can just stop the wave. So unlike the ocean where you can't, you can't stop, um, you know, we, it means that we can um, really control that environment. Um, and, and the water is Caribbean colour. It is like, does look perfect. Um, so it's super hot in summer and it gets pretty cold in winter um, because we don't heat the lake apart from, from the sun. But it is just, yeah, it's, it's, it's worth just checking it online and seeing the photos because it is like a, a perfect slice of the ocean just dropped into beautiful green green space wow sounds fantastic people come along for like a taster session can you kind of come along and experience it as like you know sort of if, like for instance can i can i come and have a look you know do you, yeah. can you come down for a day or do you have to pay, sign up for like a whole bunch no, of so, yeah so you know, we, we have we have loads of people who just come along and just just to come and see it because it yeah. is it is a bit of a wonder um yeah. uh, like how how this all you know fits together um and it does, and because we've got like a, 
uh, really cool. We, we made sure that we put in like a pier structure right down the, the center of the lake. So the lake's got sort of two sides. Um, and so we've got a pier structure. So loads of people just come along um, with kids, grandparents, and they just like you would go along um, to a pier down at, I don't know, down at Brighton Pier or Western Supermare. They just come along, have something to eat, have a coffee, walk around the, the lake, um, walk down the sort of main spine and, and be really close to the action. Um, and then those people who want to get in the water, yeah, of course, you know, they, we, people can book in and, and have um, taster sessions and, and um, um, uh, proper lessons with our coaches um, or people who, you know, who already can surf, they just book in and it's, it's almost like, um, yeah, just booking in a gym. You just, you just come along and, and, and have a go. So, um, but yeah, we, we get so many people just coming along and spectating and, and watching it and just, uh, um, yeah, being in and around water. I don't think you have to be in the water to be able to, uh, get the benefits, actually the sound of waves, you know, rolling down the lake because it's, it's completely quiet the technology so all you said when if you close your eyes sat on the pier uh, it just looks like um or sounds like you're just down by the beach it's it's yeah it's quite bizarre um but yeah that's it that's the sound of water being able to see blue space um and seeing people get excitement it almost creates it's a real positive positivity um which is is infectious which is know why we've done it yeah absolutely and because it's is it it's close to bristol isn't it it's in that area i mean yeah why why for you is it really was it important to locate close to these sort of urban um environments um first of all it's close to where i live and i wanted to be able to <laughs> like we're going to build something amazing um, with surfing I, like, I kind of wanted it to be somewhere uh near where i lived which is why we didn't do it in sort of um london and other places first uh, although we're we're, we're um, going to do one in london but oh, wow. um wanted to do something in bristol i know bristol um is is really good place for us to do it because it's right on the cross crossroads of the sort of m4 m5 corridor so it's right close to um uh, to the motorway junction so everybody who's already going down to the coastline, to Cornwall, Devon, um, South Wales, who probably are wanting to head to a beach. Actually, it creates a perfect stop-off place. Um, so that connectivity is really good. But what we always wanted to do is make sure that we're close to um, uh, an urban environment so that we could also then, well, first of all, it makes good business sense to be close to a population, people who can use it regularly. But secondly, uh, we always wanted to get that sort of health sort of social uplift piece um, um, from from the get go. So to be able to tap into various organizations and groups who are already struggling um, with um, yeah, not having access to green and blue space and um, mental health issues and physical health issues, to be able to then tap into those communities and bring them to the wave. Because we've got, we've got loads of occupancy um, at, at the wave. So what we're trying to make sure is we've got um, paying customers who want to come along and, and use the place and, and love the place, but also any spare capacity we have, we then try and work with on sort of social impact programs to bring school kids in from sort of pretty, pretty troubled areas, um, uh, kids with sort of mental health issues, uh, ADHD, um, autism. So we bring them along and they have surf therapy 
at the wave um, on a regular basis so that yeah you, you then can access um, people who are really in need um, as well as people who just want to come along and, and, and have an amazing time so yeah that's why we wanted to have something close to an urban environment but far detached away enough that actually you're you're escaping and getting into the green space um, which is um, you know, what the whole the whole purpose was you mentioned social impact um, programs you've got three on your website I noticed um, and you sort of different act- activation so um, waves of change waves of growth and waves of support um, mm-hmm. I mean can you tell us about them please and um, obviously you just touched on them there but um, and then maybe give us an example of a couple of things that you've done or you know the, the changes you know what change you've seen yeah um, so ways of growth um, to start off with um, is um, it's like us uh, wanting to support and grow the adaptive surf community. So these are people who, for various reasons, have got disabilities. Um, you know, some are amputees, some are blind, um, uh, some are deaf, um, some have got sort of cerebral palsy, um, all manner of, of different um, sort of mobility issues. And what we wanted to do is, first of all, make sure that the whole space was designed so that that is accessible and not just... Um, ticking boxes but actually truly accessible whereby we think through all the design of everything to make sure that um, there aren't barriers um, so we've we've been growing that um, that group actually before the wave was even even built um, and supporting that um, and then um, yeah that that whole that whole scene has really exploded um, for us because of our, us having that facility and that easy of ease of access because a lot of people who are wanting to go to the beach and get go swimming and stuff like that, you know, if you've got a wheelchair, it's really, really hard to get down to the beach. Um, and it's getting better and better with time, um, but having a place that's absolutely geared up for people to come um, is, is great. And we've held a couple of adaptive um, championships um, oh, really? already, which has been brilliant. Um, and that all builds towards, because um, um, surfing is now part of the Olympics, but um, hopefully in the next couple of uh, months, it will be announced that surfing will be part of the Paralympics. So we've now got like the most amazing training facility for these athletes. Uh, and we have got genuine um, medal contenders already in our midst. So um, so hopefully that whole sport will grow, which is good, you know, good for messaging and getting people out there and, and, and understanding what, what that amazing community is doing. Uh, and of course, it, it's great for us because it really highlights the way that we've gone about building a business. Um, and then waves of um, change. So that's about you know most you know like a whole whole sections of society um, and, and business. It's very surfing has been very male white dominated for many well since since started really uh, and waves of change is our way of being able to change the change that the face of what surfing looks like and that representation so working a lot with the gay BAME community um the gay community uh working um to try and look at what the cultural and the perceived or actual and cultural barriers for people to get into surfing for the first time so, for instance, um, we've been working with this incredible group called Open Minds Active, who are a Bristol-based um, uh, swimming organisation, which mainly um, takes sort of um, Somali or Muslim women um, swimming for the first time. 
uh, and they've, they've been doing that for a couple of years. And we've now um, partnered with them to bring them surfing. But the barriers to surfing is around uh, particularly wardrobe. It's like what, what you what you wear. It's like you have to really break up the whole... Um, uh, um, trying to think of the word. The sort of the silhouette of the female figure. So um, we've worked with this amazing company called Finisterre to, to develop a sea suit which is um, you, you wear a wetsuit, but on top of that, you have a much more culturally appropriate wear. And it means that they can get in the water um, with our female coaches and are able to experience um, the whole space exactly like anybody else should be. So it's like just looking at those barriers and trying to sort of break them down. And then the last bit, which is waves of support, is anybody trying to support organisations who are struggling with sort of mental health issues, um, or got some kind of, um, um, yeah, probably more mental health uh, problems and, and being able to create a safe space for them to be able to, like I was saying, surf therapy, bring people into the water, use the space, being able to have conversations, create create a, a safe space to have a go and, and to fall over and get back up, but also have that good conversation with mentors and be able to break down some of their, you know, I guess some of their emotional issues that they're they're having to overcome um, through surf therapy. Um, yeah, we're working with two or three organisations. One called the Wave Project, which particularly does it with um, younger younger kids. Uh, and we're we're about to launch a thing with um, uh, a company called Operation Surfwell, which is particularly blue light. So um, police, um, uh, ambulance, um, paramedics. Um, fire um, firefighters and being able to use surfing as a therapy so that they can actually overcome some of their sort of PTSD um, issues. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a wealth of, of work out there. Um, there's, we could probably, we could probably fill three lakefuls of people who want um, to, to use the space, but it's trying to be, make sure that we're still doing that whilst um, being a, a business that has to you know we're not a charity so we've got to sort of balance that sort of again that social impact with the financial impact and uh, and obviously the environmental impact i think it's fantastic i think you know just you're saying about there was a barrier there's a you know there's something there's an issue and then you fixed it do you know what i mean you've instead of going oh no well we can't do that it's actually well no let's just look at that as a challenge and overcome it and like you say, yeah. partnering with people, partnering with Finisterre to come up with even, you know, even that, you know, to come up with a different sort of clothing um, that they can use. Um, and that's, think... the, that's the key thing, really. It's about that partnership because, yeah. you know, it, it can be we we don't we will never profess to know everything about about, you know, the challenges and issues that different um, sectors of society have. So it's about partnering up with people who who do really know what's going on um so you know let's partner up with some amazing people who absolutely live and breathe this and we're just providing a facility and and try to work out what those barriers um can be and and, and break them down together yeah that's amazing i was going to ask you um obviously you say about that connection to nature for, for you why is why is that nature connection important i mean obviously if you know if someone was to take that away from you i think probably the same as me you'd probably go slightly bananas <laughs> um <laughs> you know what wh what is it do you think that 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 it is it in nature that we need so much um so it's a really good question trying to actually 
put the finger on what it is um apart from apart from it's everything um yeah. I, I, and i guess we've all you know through lockdown we all had a taste of what it's like to have that taken away from us and luck you know really lucky for a whole load of us it's like oh as soon as lockdown happened um stopped uh, we could get out there and, and absolutely love being back outside and um and doing all the things that we wanted to do and the freedom that that gives you but it's really really uh easy to forget that that is lockdown is some people's life <laughs> it, it was it was like that before um before the pandemic and it continues to be like that after the pandemic you know you know young families that are all stuck in stuck in high-rise apartments and don't have any green space blue space at all um probably the walk along a concrete road to get to school and it's a concrete playground or a tarmac yeah. playground there's no green space there and that is that is their life um and how that isn't that just doesn't feel like it's a healthy existence so you know for me it's like um i know how important it is for me because and like a lot of people through lockdown realized uh what we were missing and i think a lot of it now is is like trying to open up and again that democratizing that that open space green space blue space just just having you know having some horizons around us to be able to you know just lift your head lift your mind lift your spirits whereas if if the whole time you're just around sort of things that have been designed to just encapsulate you the whole time just create such a closed-minded um um spirit as well as an attitude and i think I think that's a real shame, particularly for the younger generation, if they're growing up in that space. Um, and, we're, and we're trying to sort of pump them with, um, you know, through media about, oh, it's really important that you've got to protect this environment and the climate and we've got climate emergency and all that kind of stuff. Well, there isn't connection to the climate. There, there, there isn't a connection to, to nature. So why would anybody want to be protecting something that, where they, there isn't a connection? So I think it'll be really important going forward about how how we need to open up those spaces because I think um, if if people understand how it affects their own physical and mental well-being, then they're more likely to want to protect it. So suddenly the messaging about you know climate crisis and uh, and all the rest of it becomes more relevant. But it's really hard when you've got a, you know so you know millions of people who are landlocked. Um, no, no access to green and blue space to then, you know, give the messaging about why it's really important to to protect the environment. Um, so, I don't know whether I answered your question. Yeah, no, you did. no but it's, it, it's going to say it's true though, isn't it? Because if you're stuck in a in a in a in a um, high rise block, and you're walking, you're going from there, walking like down a concrete pathway to school, like you say, and you're just surrounded by asphalt concrete you know white spaces and it's like going it's like being in a prison environment ultimately isn't it because and then you're being told oh yes well we need to protect the environment but you don't really know you don't understand it you don't feel it um i mean that that's one of the things that's really for me biophilic design is so important because um obviously there's biophilic design in spaces so you know our, our tables and wood and and having all sort of you know that direct connection to nature and plants and better mm -hmm. air quality and all this sort of stuff that we have when we you know when we're outside to bring that sort of best feeling in the built environment so we we get the benefits from that 
but I'm, mm. I'm, I'm incredibly, um, I'm, you know, I'm, I always advocate it and I, I try and sort of speak to whoever I can when they're sort of involved in planning, but to bring um, more green spaces and, and even and ponds and things to kind of add that fascination um, to us um, mm. when, we're, when we're just going about our everyday. And imagine if you were going to a hospital, I mean, you mentioned you worked in healthcare and, and as I said, this is where sort of my, my kind of thing came from as well. But you, you know, you're going from one place to another. If you're going on public transport, you're in a little tube. You come out. You're waiting at the, the bus stops could be different. Do you know what I mean? They could, they, the, mm. the urban design could be done in such a more positive, holistic, um, joined up way with all these partners. You know, with wildlife trusts and just to create this more safe. Obviously, because we don't want like you know things jumping out at us because then that's the negative side of things. But but why not actually as well? But anyway, that's okay. <laughs> um, but. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, having having that sort of just you know, it's 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 um, I interviewed somebody and they said you know we are nature and it's true we're not we forget that we're it's not us and them and it's not us and it, we are mm -hmm. we are nature and and I think you're right I think that's what you're saying is is you know is that when we shut ourselves off from it we get sick and and that's what this whole biophilia concept mm -hmm. is it's about that love of nature that love of life and living entities. And and I always say as well, it's not just plants and trees. It's about animals and, and each other as well. Yep. It's about life. Yeah. Yeah. Just reestablishing those connections that have been lost. And and you can look look back, you know, historically, um, you know, um, as you say, that connection was just um, intrinsic. It was just, it's yeah. just what were. Whereas for some reason, and again, you know, is it the industrial writ? Um, revolution you know but but as the human race has 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 progressed we've actually tried to disconnect it as though almost as though we're better than nature and that's and that's the that's the real rub i think is that we are not better than nature we are nature and actually nature has got so many of the cures to our ills uh, and and we have to we have to um be mindful of that and and get back to promoting it that being natural isn't some kind of woo woo. Oh, you know that's, you know that's something something for for other people. Technology is amazing, but it's it is important. It's interesting that so many um, companies, you know, are now looking at that sort of biophilic design to go. Actually, you know, if we want something to be sustainable for the long term, to have real longevity, um, actually, you do need to go back to to nature for that design. Um, brief because because there's a reason why we've evolved and that whole planet's evolved over millions of years is because that that design nature design um, has actually lasted you know the test of time for millions of years and if you go back to that that's quite often why why the cure for 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 all sorts of illnesses but also um, design problems mm. it's all there we just need to be we need to be cognizant of it really yeah absolutely um so what is it about water do you think what what is you know obviously there's such a it's 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 a powerful thing it's a beautiful thing you talked about the sound there's also the smell of water mm -hmm. isn't there mm -hmm. you know the, the ions is it negative ions and and things that we get from that um what what is it about that this blue mind that we talk about what is it about that yes blue mind blue health it is because um you know being in that in that space we know that um you know there's some really good research that's out there now around um you know all the different senses and how that um uh, impacts um 
physical and, and mental well-being. I mean, obviously, being in and around water, particularly in water, you know, having having your your weight, gravity being taken away from your body, uh, and and being able to move in a space. That's why hydrotherapy is really good for people with arthritis or got joint um, issues. To, you know, being able to use a space that's just um, taken a bit of gravity away from it is 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 really good, really good for you. But also then being able to start moving around. And then being, um, you know, again, sort of the penetration of, of, of blue, you know, that there's great research to show that that's a really calming colour to be around um, and, uh, and and brings down people's, you know, absolute physical body functions, you know, that calms down their heartbeat, yeah. brain activity, everything calms down. Um, so you know, there's loads of different um, areas where there's now been researched that being in and around blue spaces is incredible and watery spaces is, is, is so important for people's um, physical and mental well-being. And then I guess the thing which I love around surfing, so if you were to sort of take still water and then go, right, what is it about surfing? For me, that's about the sort of the ebb and flow where you're doing something incredibly um focused particularly an activity where you like have to be in the moment and you can't you, you don't think about anything else apart from having to catch this wave because you kind of don't want to wipe out um and you want to ride the wave um because you know that you're just gonna have the best feeling ever um just riding the wave so you've got this sort of locked in focused moment um which became you know this they talk about sort of um almost like zen-like Know, being really, really focused and how mindful that is where you're, all the other worries in your world just just melt away because you're focused on this thing um, and that activity. And then I love the other side, that sort of ebb and flow to, to then go to the bit where that peaceful calm when the waves passed and maybe you're paddling back out or when maybe you're down by the beach and you're sat waiting for the next wave and you're just looking at a big horizon and that, that moment of calm, the, the, the sort of peacefulness with it. And I love, you know, I love that sort of juxtaposition of, of the two. And that's why surfing, I think, brings so much. And, it, and I'd say more wave riding. You don't have to stand up on a wave. It could be bodyboarding. It could be just splashing around in the water. But I think that that's, that's the lovely sort of ebb and flow of, of, of the emotions, but also that sort of excitement, but then that calming back down again. Um, and there's, it's interesting. I, I, I was reading this article over the weekend about fishing. I, I love my fishing as well. I'm like, well, fishing, you know, fishing is very different to surfing. Surfing's like so active, and fishing is, for a lot of people, it's just sat around waiting for something to happen. But actually, it's again just being by the water, and then suddenly this moment of intense activity, um, and then that moment of calm in between. Um, so I think that those that combination, that ebb and flow of, of, you know, from a mental point of view is incredibly important for a lot of people. And so, again, so many people just don't even know that. So it's just like, well, let's just give them a taste of it. Like give them a taste of it and see if that works for them. And if that does, that's brilliant. Mm -hmm. Equally, they may get the same, the same thing from running or cycling or something, like, something else, but actually bringing slice the ocean inland and being able to deliver that to an urban environment and an urban society is kind of cool and 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 for us it also means that we can research this more and actually we've got a perfect little 
sort of um, sort of test bed for for research what we've got, um, which which is something that we're doing a lot of now. I was going to say the the whole kind of because I think what you've got there, you've got such a sweet spot um, with the wave. You've you know you're giving people that opportunity to experience it, to feel it, to to feel it on a regular basis as well. To get that mm. air, that flow, that control, that beauty, the smell, the the sound, everything. Um, but people yeah. can camp there as well, can't yeah. you? You can really get close to nature. It's not like it's just something that's been plonked somewhere. By is this is this is that what I love about it is that it's so joined up. It's such a holistic vision for this nature connection. Um, I think it's incredibly beautiful. I really mm. do. Um, Thank you. Yeah, you know, really, really do. Um, uh if someone was going to come along what was the website so if people are just listening to this on their on their morning run yeah, dead, um, dead, dead easy um uh the wave.com uh is 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 our website and yeah you can there's loads in there you know obviously there's there's the ability to book sessions and try and find out uh, find out how you can visit us and all the rest of it um but also there's more than that the sort of layer underneath it is a lot more around our sort of our community and the culture and what we're trying to um to develop sort of far far reaching just purely from a single wave destination um i guess a lot around our purpose and what we're trying to achieve through building this amazing place and again so so it can be an amazing place that people can just utilize almost like um just a um as i say just like visiting the beach but equally there's a whole community around it that's that's starting to emerge now particularly post covid where people just they just come and hang out here and listen to good music and um you know we have film nights we've always got things going on on a saturday um saturday night so that there is a real community around it as well so that's something that we're sort of really wanting to sort of get flourishing soon that's lovely it's really nice there's a whole surfing community isn't it it's that whole surfing thing the kind of yeah say music food sharing you know laughter this kind of you get this all positive thing so yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're trying to bring the positivity that comes with that sort of yeah. surf community, um, which has always been kind of cool, but also felt quite um, niche for a lot of people. Actually, like starting to open that up and say, right, what is that? This is about bringing together people who've got some really common um, yeah, things that they love, which is obviously water, waves, being outside um, and, and trying to disconnect themselves from um, the things that are fairly troubling in society and just like actually this is a place and a space for me to find the best version of myself that's really nice um before i ask you a final question is there anything else you'd like to add um no not really i mean it's you know this this i guess the main the main thing is that this um it's 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 been really great um like this whole journey of building the way but um i really see that um this is the sort of thing that can start to spring up in in other cities and other in other countries because um well because i think everybody should have an access to these kind of facilities it may not necessarily be a wave but even you know in terms of designing master planning Whilst we're planning huge developments, I think it's something that we should be mindful of going forwards, like building a future that is actually much more sustainable for for a society um, and actually learn from the mistakes that we've had previously and incorporate like really good design in master planning cities, towns, settlements in the future. 
Um, and I think that it, it, what's been great is the wave has demonstrated that actually you can do that triple bottom line where you're doing the right by, by the planet, looking after the people along the way, and also having um, an economically um, viable model. Um, I just would love that to be that thinking. It's like being able to be replicated in other places, whether there's a wave there or not, but it, that triple bottom line philosophy really can work if it's if it's properly committed to it's fantastic lovely thank you um so the final question that i ask everybody at the end of the <laughs> podcast <laughs> is the magic question if you could paint the world with a magic brush of biophilia what would it look like wow a magic brush of biophilia um Yes, my, you know, when I, when I, when I see, when I see the world as it is at the moment, um, I just want what I'm, what I think is missing, is everything, and and you can even look at it on a map, and you can look at it um, if you look on on a map of the world, is that everything has got boundaries, um, and what I would love to see is more bleeding edges of the boundaries that boundaries between built environment and the green environment and the blue environment like for years well for for millennia we've been segregating and and you know trying to compartmentalize it, everything you know even even the troubles that are going on in the last few days in in israel and palestine it's just it's just because people are just putting borders around everything and what I can see, or what I'd love to see, is that those boundaries just become—they they just bleed better of green and blue—and uh, and and try to incorporate much more of nature in in the design of of, of the world going forwards. Um, our, our segregating everything has been at our demise, I think. And if we can if we can just open that up and bring nature back and blue spaces back in. Um, into our design and into our society fabric, then I think that we'll honestly would be a better place. Thank you for listening to the Journal of Biophilic Design podcast.